Hello, hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, all my listeners. How are you? Have you missed our podcast episodes in the last few weeks? I have certainly missed you. In fact, you were on my mind the last couple of weeks. And I keep reminding myself that I need to record the podcast for the listeners. That is already a topic that I know I want to talk about. But I have just been writing some articles for an online Facebook community that I'm part of. And I have already shared with the online community on the same topic that I want to tell you today. But I just didn't have the time or the opportunity to do the recording for you. So it is totally my bad. My apologies for that. But I just want to let you know that you are on my mind, and I felt bad that I did not connect with you earlier. If you want to connect with my ministry, Vast Alliance, more often. And if you feel that you are hungry for God and you want to learn more, know more, talk more about God, I welcome you to write to our email address at propheticspiritualwarfare@vastalliance.com, or you can also refer to our website at vastalliance.com. If you drop me an email, I will get you connected to our online community. So the reason why I'm sharing this with you, normally I'm a more introverted person, is because I care about you, and I do not know whether you have many friends or you have less friends that you can talk to about God. I think it's important for the true remnant of God. As we go through these years, you need to find your tribe. You need to find God's people who understand your language and are as committed about God as you. And you may think that it's fine. I'm good with God, and of course it is. God is sufficient for you. But there's just so much blessings and privileges, and multiplying encouragement, if you can find the right people who are part of your tribe that understands your love for God. So before I go into our main topic of today's episode, I want to just do a quick mention of a significant event that happened to our world recently. On the eighth of September, twenty twenty-two, Queen Elizabeth of the United Kingdom and other Commonwealth nations left us, and the Queen has been reigning as the head of the monarchy since nineteen fifty-two. We stand with our brothers and sisters in Christ, in the Commonwealth nations, on this sad piece of news. And I just want to make a note of it as well for you listeners. 
that when a significant event like this happens in the world, there is a spiritual impact and a spiritual significance as well. We will go into today's topic, and for the episode, I want to talk to you about false refuges. The dictionary defines false, F-A-L-S-E, as something that appears real, but it is not real. And refuge, R-E-F-U-G-E, as a place providing safety or shelter from difficulty. So we're talking about false refuges today. We are going to explore and discuss a bit about what are false refuges and what are some of the false refuges that you may have. I am going to give you two Bible verses to start us with. Psalms 46 verse 1 says that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And on the flip side of it, Isaiah 28 verse 15 says, We have made a covenant with death, and we have an agreement with Sheol. And when the overwhelming catastrophe passes through, it will not touch us, because we have made falsehood our refuge and have hidden behind treachery. This verse is particularly interesting. What does it mean when it says that some people have made a covenant with death? Surely no one would make a covenant with death. But the reality in our world today is that many people, because they are afraid of death and what it brings, have then made a covenant with death to appease death and to partner with its power. And the second part of the verse is interesting as well. For such people who made the covenant with death instead of God, they are under this delusion or they believe that in that case then death will not strike them. But the Bible says that falsehood is their refuge and they hide behind treachery. In other words, they have believed the falsehood that they are safe, that they are in a refuge place. If you want to find out what is your false refuge, there is an easy self-test that you can do for yourself. I'm going to ask you some questions and you think of the first thing that comes to your mind that will identify what could possibly be your false refuges. So for example, today something Annoying happens to you at work. Let's say a customer was rude to you. Or you overheard some colleagues gossiping about you at work. What is the first thing that you would do? 
Come on, the first thing that pops into your mind. Be honest here. For some of us, it may be anger. So we'll be angry with the unreasonable customer or our colleagues and we may confront them. Or we may give a black face or we may pass some bad remarks about them to other people. And after we have done that, that immediately makes us feel better. So the anger and the gossiping is a form of refuge, coping mechanism that we do when we are stressed or we are faced in this kind of situations. For other people, when a customer was rude to you or you overheard your colleagues gossiping about you, you may actually retreat into your shell. You may go to the washroom or hide in your cubicle where nobody sees you. And you may feel bad and you may take their criticisms internally to yourself. And you may wonder, is there something wrong with me? Did I do something wrong? And you may take the self-blame. And because you still feel slightly bad after you knock off from work, you may decide, today I'm going to have my favorite treats. I'm going to try to make myself feel better by buying my favorite ice cream or getting a box of expensive chocolates or eating what I normally would not indulge in, like some decadent cheesecake or making my favorite mac and cheese, some comfort food, because I deserve it and I want to feel better. So we may go home and we may plop ourselves down at the couch in front of the TV and we may watch Netflix for hours so that the comedy and the entertainment can take our minds off things that we don't want to take about. For other people, especially men, you may retreat into your own shell and you don't want to talk to your wife or your children. They are bothering you at this time. So these normal experiences that I illustrated to you, they are quite common. And everyone has been guilty of doing something like this one way or the other at some point before. So I want to say first that there is nothing wrong with doing any of these things. We may have little things that we like that helps to perk us up, simple little pleasures that we enjoy in our life. And that is not a problem. And God allows us to do these things he wants us to live a happy and comfortable life. Now the problem comes if every time something a little bad like this happens, you automatically do all these coping mechanisms without thinking and it becomes a habit. But you have never once gone to God and addressed it with God. Even if it's a small thing. But have you ever asked yourself, why didn't I ask God about it? Why didn't I tell God about it? 
if it affects me. So you have made a choice to choose chocolates over God, or coffee over God. Let's explore a bit the underlying reason why we do that. Maybe it's because we think it's a small thing. I don't have to bother God. God is too busy to care about small things like this. Or you actually forget to reach out to God because anyway, you are mostly independent. You live your life a lot of times without engaging God. So if that's you, and I think it's most of us have to put out our hands, the next time that something like this happens, have you ever considered that you can go to God? That you can tell Him even the small things He cares. Believe me, He cares. You can address and face rejection or stress or worry with God. Every time, anytime. Those things that I mentioned to you earlier, these are harmless little things. But I do want to go a bit deeper and address a little bit more. So what if you have already conditioned your body and your habit so well to go to your false refuges that whenever you are hurt or stressed or bored, you go to false refuges that you think can help you relieve these feelings. For example, if you feel rejected, maybe by your parents or by an ex-boyfriend, you seek out and you flirt with many guys because it's a false refuge that you want to feel good about yourself, that you are desirable, and you're cherished. So why do people do things like gambling or alcohol addiction or pornography? Because over time, these false refuges have given the person so much comfort that it becomes a habit and an addiction that the person is now not able to break. These false refuges have replaced what the person is lacking or hurt by in his life. I want to tell you today that there is no need to go to false refuges because there is a God and His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whether we are hurt or rejected or afraid or worried, we can go to Jesus and tell Him about our problems. And we can face the issue with Jesus. I want to strip down and tear down all your false refuges. Because as Isaiah says that we read earlier, People who indulge in such harmful behavior have made a covenant with death. And they are deluded to think that because it feels good, they are safe. Safe from rejection, safe from hurt. But it is a false refuge, a falsehood 
they have lied to themselves because they can't face the truth without facing it with Jesus. And if you go to the core of it, it's a treachery, a treachery against God, because in his heart of hearts, the person may feel that God doesn't care. God is not a good God. He may blame God that God is not there when that bad thing happens. He may be angry with God and he wants to run away or ignore God. I want to challenge us today, not to depend on our false refuges. If you are addicted and if you want freedom from addiction, Jesus is the true refuge, a safe place for you to hide from the troubles of life. And for Christians who wants to get promoted in life. And closer to God, you need to understand what are your false refuges, and you need to repent of them, and you need to tell God, God, I'm sorry that I did not go to you first. That I'm sorry that I used things in replacement of you. When we face things bravely with God. Whether we are Christian or non-Christian, you will find that you can lean on His strength, and the strength of Jesus and His shoulders are broad enough to hide you, and to protect you, and to help you. I hope that you have been blessed by our episodes today. I bless you in the name of Jesus, and I pray that as God reveals these false refuges to you, the work of the Holy Spirit will strip away all these pretensions and shell and covering that you use to hide yourself, even from God. But I release unto you. That you will see the hand of God reach out to you, and He welcomes you to Him, and He says to you that He will take care of it. He will help you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Take care. Bye bye.